0: instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and press on falsies.
1: LMFM Sunday Sport, your sport your station. You're very welcome back to LMFM Sunday Sport. David Sheehan with you until five o'clock. Now, what in eight days or so it has been for Evan Ferguson, the Bettytown native, came off the bench against Arsenal on New Year's Eve to pull a goal back for his side in a 4-2 defeat before turning in a star performance against Everton in midweek, scoring once, providing an assist and hitting the post in a 4-1 win at Goodison Park. So how is Ferguson's emergence as a first-team player being received by the Brighton faithful? On Friday, I caught up with Charlie Haffenden, a long-time Brighton fan, freelance journalist and podcaster with Let's Talk BH afc okay so charlie thanks so much for taking the time if you can go back to the start of the season at brighton hove albion was there much talk around evan Ferguson? we know he made a couple of fa cup appearances last season but was there any chat that this could be a breakthrough season for him or was it was he still very much under the radar at the beginning of this season
2: I think it was kind of known that he'd be playing for the youth side predominantly and um, started off playing in Premier League two a bit more, but was was in and amongst the group with the first team training around. I think Graham Potter was quite keen on giving him a bit more experience in the youth side, just with him being so young, 17 at that point, it's a bit difficult to thrust that upon such a young man's shoulders, but Coming in with an FA Cup game, um, sorry, a, a Carabao Cup game against Forest Green at the start of the season. Got a goal and an assist in that one while Potter was still in charge. And then Potter leaves the club, the Zerbe comes in. And I think De I didn't know you could get any more of a manager that would like to use the youth um, than Potter, but De seems to be doing it even more so. Um, the game against Everton the other day that we had, we looked at the lineup as it came out and thought, Wow, cracking! we've got loads of young players out here. Ferguson starting ahead of Leandro Trossard, Jeremy Sarmiento playing in attacking midfield. We thought it had been lined up like a cup match, but we went on 1-4-1. It just shows what talent we've got, and Ferguson's a very key part of that. Um, but at the start of the season, it just seemed as if he'd be having another year to progress with the youth, but he's broken through and he's he's doing really well so far.
1: Yeah, and he came on against Arsenal um, last Saturday week, of course, and, and got that goal um, in the second half. I think what impressed a lot of people around that was the the touch and the finish. I mean, you know, he was being closed down by the keeper coming out, Ramsdale. There was a defender not too far away from it. He shook off as well. So for him to take that little touch and just roll it under the goalkeeper, when you saw that finish in in such a kind of a, a big game, did you kind of think to yourself, hang on a second, we've got ourselves a real player here. Did that kind of open your eyes a little bit to what potential he may have?
2: I thought the finish was impressive, but what was even more impressive was his desire to get to the ball. His pressing is so good. He's got such a great work rate. Um, And then the awareness and the anticipation to get there ahead of the defender using his strength. I think that one moment just shows a glimpse of how well-rounded he is. The fact he's only 18 and already doing all of these things instinctively is so exciting for us as Brighton fans. Um, But yeah, the finish, getting onto the goalkeeper, getting us back in the game, a really good moment. Um, We've seen Youngsters come through before, the likes of Aaron Connolly, of course, mm. another Irishman. Things have gone downhill for him. I'm just worried because we thought when he came on the scene, two goals against Tottenham Hotspur on his Premier League debut, we thought this is the next big thing. And then he's he's drifted off. I think we need to be careful that Ferguson doesn't get too much pressure. Um, I think you can see a, a clear difference though in terms of already just their personalities. I think Ferguson seems a bit more of a model professional, but it's mm-hmm. difficult to tell how it's going to progress as it becomes a bit more of a bigger name.
1: Yeah, and I guess that's one of the things, um, and we'll, we'll touch on that in a moment, but, but certainly the post-match interview after the Arsenal game and... Then after the Everton game as well, he certainly, as you said there, comes across as a very kind of down to earth, uh, grounded individual. And that's not to say that uh, Aaron Connolly isn't or wasn't, but as you said there, his his career hasn't quite taken off after that great start he had. Talk to me a little bit about the performance against Everton. Then you saw you, you mentioned there when the team came out, you, you maybe thought it had the look of a cup team about it, but he he had the assists, Evan Ferguson, he had the goal, he hit the post. It was his first start in the Premier League. Um, did the performance levels of him that that evening surprise even more? You talked about the composure for the finish against Arsenal, but when he started that game against Everton and did so well, and again, as you said, we have to be careful here not to build people up too much too early, but did that performance you know, catch you by surprise a little bit? The goal against Arsenal was obviously brilliant, but to come in from the start and perform like he did against Everton at Goodison was was hugely impressive. Oh, absolutely. It's just the way that...
2: He was so confident on the field. So I couldn't quite believe what I was seeing. This is an 18-year-old, only just turned 18 back in October. Uh, I've said his age many times for a reason, because you wouldn't mm. expect it from a player. Uh, but he's doing it. He's came on against Everton. He's had a few opportunities. One struck the outside of the post, very unfortunate not to get a, another goal in that game. Um, got the assist for Solly March's goal as well with some great awareness once again, just showing that all-roundedness. He's only played 209 senior minutes this year. He's got three goals, two assists. means he's averaged a goal involvement every 41.8 minutes. I mean, it's not a very big sample size, but when you Mm. talk about that, it does bring a lot of excitement. Um, Just to bring him off the bench would be great, but the fact that Deservey's shown confidence to play him, from the start in a Premier League game away at Everton, a side that before that match were one of the better sides defensively. Um, They can't score at all, (laughs) even if they tried forever, but they've been doing really well defensively. For Ferguson to come in, make Tarkovsky look silly, Mm. Uh, Patterson look silly. Uh, Yeah, I'm very impressed.
1: And just in terms of the the squad that Brighton have, you mentioned Leandro Trossard there, who was left out against Everton. He's on seven goals this season. Danny Welbeck, of course, would be another well-known player that people who people would recognise his name. But Solly March's comments after the Everton game I thought were interesting. He talked about how it was great having a big man in Evan Ferguson who can hold up the ball, somebody who you can you can put balls into the box from crosses, and he you know he'll he'll have a good chance of getting on the end of them. Is he a unique player in terms of the attacking options that Brighton have in terms of what he gives the team? I think Welbeck's got that physicality, but he's not quite got that pace anymore. Uh, His age, of course, um, into
2: his 30s, and the fact that he's had so many injury problems has taken away that pace. Don't get me wrong, Danny Welbeck's still a brilliant footballer, um, very composed finisher, but he's been injured recently. (laughs) We we can't rely on him. Ferguson gives us that, not just a backup, but someone who's a bit more quick off his feet at the moment. Um, And I think we've not had anyone who's had that physicality, who's been able to have some consistent game time since Glenn Murray. Uh, Glenn Murray, just a natural finisher, always in the right place at the right time, never gifted with any real pace or agility, but made up for it with the fact he was always there. Uh, And Ferguson is giving me those vibes already, but with the pace to go with it, he's not absolutely rapid, but he's definitely quick enough to get beyond the defender if he needs him to. So Uh, So many exciting things. It's kind of scary that I haven't got many things to fault him for, Um, Mm. but it just is so early days that I don't want to get too excited.
1: Yeah. And the other thing, and again, I don't know how how the interview process works in terms of post-match stuff in the Premier League, but clearly... Uh, Roberto Di Zerbi had no issue with with uh, Evan Ferguson going out doing the post match after the Arse game, and again after the Everton game. Clearly, the, the media will want to talk to him, but sometimes you feel like managers might keep guys out of the limelight. I seem to remember many years ago, before your time, I'm sure Ryan Giggs was protected from from speaking to the media for a long time because it was felt like it was in his best interest. But Evan Ferguson goes out and he speaks to Sky Sports and whoever, and very laid back, very relaxed, um, says all the right things. Very mature for, as you mentioned earlier, an 18-year-old. I think, yeah, the mature
2: maturity is the word there. And Press officers normally tend to select, pick and choose who they want to bring out. Obviously, if there's a real star of the show, they've kind of got no choice. But there's four different scorers on the score sheet against Everton, against Arsenal, Matoma as well with a disallowed goal. You've got a few people in there who they could throw out. To put Everton out there is is quite brave, but obviously they've got the confidence in him and he showed that Level of maturity and intelligence as well in the interviews. So very promising stuff indeed.
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door.
0: Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: One thing I read during the week was that several championship clubs have expressed an interest in, in taking Evan Ferguson on loan Burnley, Blackburn, and Swansea, just to name three. There were others as well. I think we can safely assume he won't be going on loan now, but. In a way, did those goals come just in time? Was there a possibility, do you know, that he would have gone out on loan in January or was, was that never going to happen? There's lots of contact um,
2: for for him, but the Zerbies now, obviously, he's, I think the statement was starting him in the first game of the new year. He's not going anywhere. Why would he go anywhere? Um, as I said before, Welbeck is one of the main options. We can't rely on his fitness. Uh, Undav... Denis Undav scored loads of goals in Belgium, but hasn't got up to speed just yet in the Premier League. Trossard a bit out of sorts at the moment. De Zerbi's been speaking this week about how he just doesn't look like the same player after the World Cup. Who knows if his eyes are elsewhere with the big clubs linked. Why would we send out Ferguson? We've got the uncertainty with the others. Um, We've got so many different goal scorers at the moment. Matoma, uh, McAllister's now back from the World Cup. He grabbed quite a lot before that break. They found McAllister, they did. So he's back. Yeah, he is indeed back. Um, He had the most amazing heroes welcome at the training ground. Not sure if you saw on social media but it went viral. Mm. Um, it, just all this, everyone lined up of guard of honour as he walked into the training grounds, all this confetti. Um, yeah, the Argentine media loved it for, for good reason. But Ferguson at the moment breaking through, having that kind of player behind him to give him the service, he could score loads of goals. I'm definitely putting him on a fantasy football team, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I did see someone uh, Someone tweeting during the week, no pressure, but they made him captain for the, for the next Premier League match. So it'll be interesting to see how that one works out. It was interesting, I thought, during the week that one of the stats that was going around, which I'm sure you saw, was that Evan Ferguson is the youngest player to score in consecutive Premier League appearances since Federico Makeda in 2009. I'm sure many people will remember the goal against Aston Villa, I think it was in particular. Now, if we ever needed you know, a cautionary tale of where things can, can go wrong for people when it starts off so well... Frederico Makeda, obviously his career didn't quite work out as people may have expected after that start. So we've seen loads of these over the years, players that, that start with a bang and they, they just don't quite maintain it after that. But as you said there, and again, not to be to be speculating too much and putting too much pressure on, on the lad because he is still so young. There is a feeling there that he has all the tools mentally as well as physically to, to progress on now. Yeah,
2: you'd hope so. I think the difference in Makeda is how being at Manchester United in their peak, there's so much pressure there to turn out well. And obviously it didn't quite work out for him with Ferguson. He's got one of the best training facilities as well. It's worth mentioning in the country. There's been so many upgrades recently. A manager, not that Sir Alex wasn't good at this, but a manager that's very modern and able to get the best out of young players off Kind of early signs. I think he's at the right place to progress. Um And I, if I were Ferguson, I'd just be carrying on what I'm doing, trying to get as many minutes under my belt as possible, get a few more goals uh, and try not to look at everything else uh, and all of the attention around me if I was him. Um But I think maybe Conley got a little bit carried away when things started to pick up for him. Um, just really hope Ferguson doesn't do the same.
1: Yeah. And one of the other things, as you mentioned, that they're Clearly, when Graeme Potter left for Chelsea earlier in the season, I'm sure there was a bit of a mood of despair around the Amex. But talk to me a little bit about Deserby and, and what he's brought to the table when he came in. I mean, there was the famous um, Graeme Souness comments that he, he doesn't know our game and all this kind of stuff, which we tend to hear a lot from, from former pros. But he's obviously settled in quite well there. Brighton are on a good run. What what have you seen in terms of a difference in in playing style or any kind of approach since Deserby has come in versus Graeme Potter? Because obviously, Potter was hugely successful before him. Yeah, those Graham Souness comments. I actually went on
2: TalkSport the next day to not have a go at Souness, but to uh, just give my thoughts against that point of view because I thought he's got to be joking here. There's no <laughs> been no English managers to win the Premier League and there's been quite a few Italians. So he's come in. Um, he's surprised me of how quickly he's adjusted to things because the pace in the Premier League and the physicality is a lot more than what he's used to from Serie A and from in Ukraine. But his versatility is something that I'm really impressed with. I thought Potter was good at that, but now seeing how near enough every week, you might see a pretty different formation. You don't know what you're going to see. You see the lineup against Everton. I saw like three centre-backs, like three full-backs. I was thinking, well, players that can play there or have played there under the Zerbe, What's he going to do? That unpredictability is very dangerous for oppositions. And it's quite refreshing to see. Um, He's used youth more than I expected he would. I thought he probably uses more experienced players to start with. Maybe he did in his first few games, but he's now kind of come out and used a bit more of, of his youth and his desire to get forward as well. He spoke about it in his unveiling how, yeah, he thinks about defending, but it's by no means any priority. He just wants to get forward, score goals and think about the rest later, which is quite a scary approach in in some ways. But it's obviously working because we've gone from being the side that can't score and everyone talks about us being unable to to being one of the highest scoring teams in a division I'm really enjoying it
1: and just before we finish up on on the subject of Irish players Andrew Moore obviously came on the other night as well and and he's a player that I know there's high hopes for too um what, could you know much about him have you heard much much kind of uh, chat about him over there Yeah, he's another really exciting player. Another
2: one who's kind of been mainly in the youth setup, Um, but his creativity uh, looks really good. We've seen him a couple of times in cup competitions. Um, He's had some minutes off the bench in the Carabao. Mainly, once again, though, been with the youth. But um, I think he's 19 now. Might have been October as well, actually. He turned 19. Uh, Yeah, he's another one coming through. I think they might. Not rush him in as much because we've got so many attacking midfielders, whereas up front, we've had a bit of uh, limited options recently. But him getting his first minutes against Everton, very refreshing. Got a cup game against Middlesbrough. Perhaps he could get some minutes there, might even get a start. Um, Middlesbrough, of course, in great form, though, so you can't be too risky there. But no, I'd, I'd be great to be great to see a bit more of him as well.
1: And just in terms of the, the club itself, um, I'm old enough to remember when Brighton were playing at the Goldstone ground, things have moved on a lot since then. But isn't it a great story that, you know, a, a sm- like a smaller club, I mean, that in the, in the most respectful way possible, can come in and, and upset the, the big guns and come in and challenge and, you know, and be competitive in, in the Premier League, you know, eighth place at the moment. Um, it must be a really exciting time to be a Brighton fan
2: absolutely um i'm not quite old enough to be there at the goldstone <laughs> ground or anything like that but i know i'm very aware of the history in 1997 we nearly went out of the football league altogether with a massive game against Hereford. thankfully we won that day a very famous goal uh, from craig Maskell. It, it could have been so different we could have been we could have folded as a football club um but lots of investment in the early 2000s then tony bloom coming in helping us build a new stadium and we've been jumping up the league since then and now to be established as a Premier League side for six years is unbelievable in itself, but to now be in a top half fight, not even looking at relegation as a mere possibility and thinking maybe about Europe for the first time against after the Everton game, I thought to myself, could we actually get European football? Some of the top six aren't firing Fulham, Brentford are impressing, but their squads aren't as good as ours. This could actually be the year, um, but I've always been on the side of staying grounded, trying to get too excited in that sense. But this is the position we're in now. We've got great squad depth, great youth advice, as I've said. The facilities are brilliant, a great manager, brilliant backing as well from the boards. This, this could be our time, um, but don't want to get too excited yet. We're not even halfway through the season.
1: Yeah, well, staying grounded and not getting too excited probably sums up Evan Ferguson's mindset at the moment as well. Let's hope that that carries on. Listen, Charlie Hafenden, freelance sports broadcaster, podcaster with Let's Talk BHAFC and founder of the fan community BHA today. Thanks so much for taking the call. And let's hope for plenty more goals and assists for Evan Ferguson between now and the end of the season.
0: LMFM Sunday Sport, your sport, your station. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,